Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. The following is a presentation of Podcast One. What the hell is Brett Favre doing here? Eric Bowling and Brett Favre on everything from politics and sports to business and culture. This year has been insane. I got some advice for y'all. Take two weeks off and quit. That man right there, number four, Brett Favre. The first NFL completion, and it's to himself. It's big time and prime time. That's why Brett Favre is Brett Favre. Yeah. Now it's Bowling with Favre. All right, here we go. Show 19. Harry, hey, Brett, what's up, brother? All good? All good, Eric. All good in the hood, in the Mississippi hood. All good over here in Charleston, too. Get a big show. But listen, Brett and I want you to just make sure you go to iTunes and rate and review the show. Do them both. Rate us. Give us a five. Review us. And there's still there's still an opportunity to win the the uh, Brian uh, Luke Bryan signed box set of albums. Uh, we haven't picked the winner on that one yet. We gave away the, the Brett Favre jersey, signed jersey a couple of weeks ago. So there's still time. Rate and review. Give us your best review, and we'll do that. So so a lot a lot's going on since last week, Brett. You know, one of my favorite stories of the week was the Logan Paul fighting Merriweather. It was, it was billed as like, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I, I think Logan's probably 60, 70 pounds heavier, bigger. Uh, did you catch any of that fight? Did you see any of the highlights of that fight? I saw a few highlights. Uh, it seemed like they were really fighting. You know, uh, you know, it wasn't staged, I guess. Um, and, I, you know, I, I was telling someone yesterday, I think we're seeing a new trend in, in boxing. I mean, there's still traditional boxing, don't get me wrong. But you're starting to see just – uh, Chad uh, Johnson or Ocho Cinco, uh-huh. he he was on the undercard. I mean, <laughs> you, no one. Yep. Remember in the eighties, celebrities when they were starting to lose their popularity would get in the boxing ring, and, and I'm thinking of that guy, the who was the who was one of the Brady Bunch guys, I think, or one of, and there was a bunch like Greg from the Brady Bunch that got his butt kicked in the ring, but that was a thing to like stay relevant. I mean. Logan Paul's he's he's a he's a good he's got, he's got some background I think yeah no 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 doubt no doubt the two of them but they're both both YouTube he and his brother Jake Paul they're both YouTube stars right and then they decided to box you know make, make a, a little career of boxing but what I found odd I don't know I I saw it differently I thought I thought Floyd Mayweather could have decked him and knocked out Logan at any time at like any time he wanted to and he just because it was an exhibition, didn't really count, and they were getting a shit ton of money from pay per view. It felt like he kept them in in the in the ring for a while. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't disagree. Uh, that you know, I saw the, I actually watched the Tyson Roy Jones fight. Now that one, yeah. there there were some pretty good blows, but there's no doubt that uh, Roy Jones is a great fighter, but Tyson could have killed him. Yeah. And I think Roy would agree to that, but uh, that one seemed a little more staged or let's don't end this too quickly. Yeah. Roy probably was like, Hey, Mike, (laughs) don't go crazy on me now. Don't crush me right away. Don't, don't destroy me. I don't, I, I think it's, it's, it's interesting to watch. The numbers are staggering, Brett. I mean, the, the pay-per-view numbers, I mean, 
Mayweather getting, you know, 50. I don't know what the final total for this one was, but I think his last couple of fights, $100 million, $100 million to fight a fight. Good God. Hey, you know, the, the numbers don't lie. It's, it's been a success. People yeah. are, are tuning in. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, like it or not. It. Yeah, I mean, you can't fake you have, it. Yeah, you have the freedom to, to buy it or don't buy it. So, yeah. Yeah. And I guess the IRS is sitting there. You go, okay, you sold, you know, $200 million worth of pay per views. And I'll take, we'll take our piece of that. And Floyd will take our piece, our piece of your $100 million. I mean, there's, if they're announcing it and they're saying it, I'm guessing it's true. Yeah, I guess. Uh, but I, I, you know, maybe history's repeating itself with, you know, these type of fights. Uh, and again, it's, it seems to be working. So teach is on. I'm out. Yes. I'm not getting in the ring. I get, I can't imagine spending 30 or 50 bucks to, to, to watch an exhibition fl- fight between a, new, a YouTube guy and, and Floyd Mayweather, I would watch Mayweather fight someone badass, you know, and I, I, those are, those are great. And the old Tyson could, God, I, we couldn't pay enough money to watch Tyson fight, even though sometimes there was only a few seconds into the first round and the fight was over. There's enough buildup and enough anticipation, enough to talk about the next day. So you see Tyson knock out so-and-so in, in 30 seconds. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, well, you know, those, those quick knockouts were, were quick. And I think people would say money well spent. That was, I'm sure there's some exceptions, but he always did dramatic fashion. Yeah, there's ba- there's backlash people who paid pay per view for for the for the Mayweather uh, Logan Paul fight. They're they're pissed because they thought they they overpaid and it was more staged than than actual fight. But whatever, to each his yeah. own. Um, you watch President Trump speak at all on Saturday to the North Carolina? Uh, I, I did not. I did not. Uh, how so, they do? So he did all right. You know, he as expected. He you know. He, had the usual aired his grievances, but he, he spent an hour and a half on stage and, and a lot of it was forward looking, which is people like me wanted to see. And I'd like to see him, you know, talk about what's coming next. So he's going to run and you know, those things, those were all good. But the big story of, of the whole night was he comes off stage. He, someone, someone shakes his hand, he leaves. And then someone put up a video of him and said, he's wearing his pants backwards. And so this thing went wildfire, went viral. You know, there was a, it was about a seven second video that I saw had like fifty thousand replays on it, retweets or likes or whatever you call it. I mean, it was a whole thing. And they can't give this guy a break. <laughs> you can't give this guy a break. Maybe he likes to wear his pants backwards. I don't know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know. Maybe, maybe I doubt, it, but yeah, maybe maybe it's just the, the angle of that video. But who knows? I mean. It's just that it just shows you that it doesn't matter what he does or what he, whatever it is. They just they just like to eat him up on, on the other side, which will be good for him when he when and if he decides to run, because they just, you know, when you when you live rent free in other people's heads. Yeah, you get a lot of backlash, but you're also front and center in the media all the time. You know? Yeah. Be interesting if he runs again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think if he. If if the Republicans do well in 2022 in the House and in the Senate, take him back. I think he'll have that that wind in his sail to, to decide to run for president again in 24. And if not, 
then I think he hands it off. And it looks like uh, Ron DeSantis, governor of Florida, would be the likely candidate. The guy's super popular, not only in Florida, but in, in almost every conservative website. Yeah. Every, every I, arena. I, I like him. I like well him. loved. Yeah. Well loved. He's, he just, he, he just says, you know what? Screw the woke cancel crowd. He says, this is what we're doing. We're doing it in Florida. If you don't like it, leave. And, and it's really working for Florida, working for them, working for him. And as, and I think, you know, I think as you pointed out, you, you thought, uh, South Dakota governor, Christine Ohm's a, a good candidate to, to, oh, to represent the ticket. She would be, she'd be awesome. Uh, had a chance to meet her. I spoke to a, a huge group. Uh, they have a big fundraiser every year for the officers mm-hmm. throughout the state of South Dakota. And I, I, there were several thousand people there. She and I sat at the head table together and her husband and two kids were right off to the side. Beautiful family. Just, she said she loves to ride horses. She hunts, she fishes, she does ranch work. Uh, you know, what's not the love about her? She's great. And she, she, um, she's pushing. And I think when Trump was there, the, the Trump department of the interior. Okay. So Mount Rushmore, obviously in South Dakota, the, the Trump administration, department of interior got a three year approval for fireworks on the 4th of July at, at, at Mount Rushmore. And, uh, what happened is this year, the Biden department of interior killed it or the department of justice, someone killed it within the Biden administration. I mean, to celebrate America's independence from Mount Rushmore with the four most prominent presidents in our, you know, in, 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 in our history. And they said no for COVID reasons. And, and Christy Nome's point was, look, I'm from South Dakota. I live here. I know what's good and what's bad for, for the state. What's good and bad for the, for, you know, again, this is protected land. It's interior. Yeah. And she, I know it's good. And she said she'd be willing to pull the plug if there's any sort of danger involved at last minute, no problem. But somehow the feds have a better idea what's good for her state than she does as governor. Yeah, I think she has a pretty good grasp. I, I remember when she uh, did not accept any federal money. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, uh, basically, all the states were getting handouts. Mm-hmm. You know, some maybe uh, needed the help. And she said, Hey, all of our, our people here work. Right. They're working now. They were working before and they're going to work after we don't need any money. I thought that was very noble of her. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's what's wrong with politics that people take money, even though if they don't need it, just so they can get it and spend it, waste it just so that they can get it again next year. It's that's, that is one of the, one of the problems with, with politics. Julio Jones saga, Brett, you got any insights on that? What's, what's, where's he going? What's he headed? I'm tired. Right, we'll sign with Tennessee. Yeah. Um, you you, you like this? Yeah. Which is an interesting acquisition because Tennessee is, is a big time running team. You know, uh, Derrick Henry is a tremendous back. Yeah. They, yeah. You know, they just steamroll over just about everybody. Yeah. So you would think, Julio Jones would not be the feature player. And, and, and quite frankly, he's probably okay with that. Um, I think he's got a better chance to win uh, not only games, but going to the big show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're quietly one of the, the, the good teams in the, 
in the league. Yeah, yeah. Now, adding him, you know, the question is, I don't know Julio. I think he's a tremendous player, tremendous player. I mean, I, I, 32, I think he's, you know, people want to say, well, he's on the declining end. I don't, I don't believe that. I think he's still – I think what it's going to do is it's going to really open up the running game even more. And if not – one-on-one with Julio Jones, if I'm a quarterback, I'm taking that opportunity every time. So so, so you look at it like you remember the glory days of the Cowboys when Emmett, they had Emmett Smith, they yeah. had Michael Irvin, they had, they had Troy. Triple threat, defense has got to be a little bit confused by all of it, right? I'm, I'm guessing. And, and, well, and, it's not so much confusing. It's uh, pick your poison. Spread, spread too thin. Yeah, you know, I mean – you damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. If you play Tennessee with Julio Jones or without him, your number one focus has got to be stop the running game and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. That, that's easier said than done. How do you do that? You you uh, commit more guys to the run. How you play strategically? Maybe you bring your corners inside. You play play them as run defenders, but also underneath pass defenders. Right. Right. Um, now you got Julio Jones, and and he can take the top off. Not to mention, he doesn't have to be wide open. He's so big, yeah. physical. You can be right on him and still not make the play. Yeah, he's a playmaker. He's a play. I'm not. So, I'm not saying Ryan Tannehill is is Troy Aikman, but I think you can compare Emmett's Emmett's days and it, with, with Derrick Henry. And I I don't know. You think. You think Michael Irvin was a better ball? Well, I shouldn't say better. Michael um, was a tremendous player. Tremendous player, yeah. I mean, I, I, I won my fantasy football league with Michael Irvin one year. Yeah, he was – look, three – it was either three or four years in a row our season ended in Dallas in the playoffs. Yeah. I think a couple of times was a championship game, and the others was in the, in the playoffs. So – I remember it vividly, and and it was like you, you just could, there was no way to stop everyone. So if, say you stopped the running game, that meant they Alvin Harper or or Michael Irvin was taking the top off to, with big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, what's his name? The tight end. I'm I'm drawing a blank now. Great player Moose, from Moose Johnson. Well, Moose was. Uh, I was thinking of the of the tight end who I, I can't believe I'm drawing a blank here, but Moose was was that that guy that kind of held the glue together. Wasn't flashy. Didn't run for a lot of yards. Got token carries. Got token catches. But it was always at the right time. Got the first down. Got eight yards on the completion. Uh, yeah, Jay Novacek probably got overlooked by everyone. In, in the draft because he didn't look the part. Man, could he play? Yeah. He could play. And so they – and Troy was the was the catalyst. I mean, he he didn't throw for a lot of yards, not a lot of touchdowns because of Emmett and their run game. But he just – he never missed. So it was like when the opportunity was there, he made the most of it. Yeah. They had a great offensive line too. So I think ten, Tennessee is building themselves – it may be not modeling it after Dallas, but I, I see it that way. Yeah, could be as could be as good in the defenses too. Rob has this on our sheet. <laughs> this is good. So, 
apparently someone tried to break in a Delta flight from Los Angeles to Nashville, Tennessee, made a surprise landing in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, Friday afternoon, after the passenger attempted to break into the cockpit, unruly man was basically what happened. I saw this. This guy was banging on the cockpit door. A flight attendant and a bunch of passengers took him down. Rob, you have some audio on it? Uh, well, actually, no, because the audio is just basically mumbled airplane noise and him screaming oh, in the background. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got well, you. Well, did he well, give a reason? So I, I, he just saying to get, this plane has to land this plane, land this plane. He was yelling, land this plane. I think the guy was just panicking. He was just on a, on a, on a yeah. panic. But my question is, you know, what, as a passenger, do you, you get involved, right? I would jump up and help them help subdue this guy. And they, 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 uh, zip yeah, tied based, him off, and, based off the history you know, <laughs> exactly. of the last 20 years, exactly. hell yeah, you step in, you know, the alternative. I mean, if you assume that, you know, what happened 20 years ago is, is about to happen again, you have no choice. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week as long as you're having fun as our guest speaking of guests each week i'm gonna go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music gaming exotic cars tech strippers probably doctors probably probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor you never know my wife is a certified bartender she'll make you a drink while you're here we'll get you drunk and make you play vr after it's a lot going on but that's what it's all about over here at t-pain's nappy boy radio podcast see you soon baby oh did you see uh where john ron was yeah you know here here's my question you're outside. Yeah. It's you and your caddy. That's it. Why can't you keep playing? I don't, I don't get this at all. I, I mean, so set up the audience. He, was, he had a six-stroke lead in a PGA tournament, um, and he gets pulled because he tested positive once. He had tested negative several times prior, right, Brett? Days yeah. leading up. He tests yeah. positive once. He has no – he's asymptomatic. Um, it's just him and – he's not – He's not, the crowd's not in play. Nothing's Correct. in play. If his caddy signs off on it, what the hell wouldn't they let him finish, finish the tournament win? I, I, I have no idea. You see the number? You see what the purse was to win that tournament? $1.7 million. Yeah, I'm sure incentives were even more. Like you win, you know, whoever his, his club deal is with and his yeah. shoes and his apparel. You know he's got incentive clauses in there that if you win a tournament, yeah, you get a bonus of two million or whatever. I'm sure what he lost from the purse, you could triple that in incentives that he lost, and, and also some some exemptions of having to qualify at some some other majors, perhaps. I don't know what they were because I, I know uh, Mickelson got a five year exemption at the Masters, so he doesn't have to qualify for five years. And he'll get to play. And, so. and, you know, the other thing is his ranking. Yeah, right. You know, it may propel him because he's, he's up there in the top five, top ten all the time. It may have propelled him to number one. Yeah, it's crazy. I, 
I mean, I guess it's some sort of uh, written into the contract, which again, legal lawyers f everything up usually. Where if you do test pot, it's a new world, you know. This is a new something we didn't have to worry about two years ago. Well, you know, I, I don't know this for certain, but I talked about it several shows ago about Mississippi, how we're pretty much going about business as usual. Uh, sporting events, people. Are, I mean, if you want to wear a mask, you you can wear a mask, but you're not required to. Yeah. If that tournament were held in Mississippi, would he have been asked to step down? I don't know. I don't know. He, you know, he threw the towel in pretty quickly. I, if you saw the video, they they kind of pulled him aside for a couple of minutes. He he walked off. I, I, I would have stayed there for a little while, <laughs> pushing back. But 1.7 million in his pocket. And as you point out, all the other incentives, man, that was yeah. that was big. Yeah, cost. Jeff Bezos, the other guy that wants to go to the movies. Apparently, he's going up. He's going into space, and uh, he's going to. He's got two seats, extra seats, two available. He's bringing his brother as one, and he's auctioning off the other empty window seat to go into space. And I think, Brad, I think I heard this is only about twelve minute flight. Three minutes are. Uh, your weight, you know, your your the gravity. You have no gravity. You're weightless without anything, without oxygen. You don't need oxygen. So for three minutes, but there's 12 minute flight. You got a window seat looking in, down into Earth, and I believe I saw the last bid. The high bid was could, I, could it be right? Forty five million dollars. Wow. I'd like to do it though I'd for a 12 minute that. flight, and then you so what you you get up high enough to see Earth. Yeah. Then you. Yep. You're waiting back in and land. Yeah, you kept, yeah, but you're you're also doing it with, you know, you're doing it with a billionaire Jeff Bezos, and you know the 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 first flight that he's that he's doing this, and you know this whole what kind of what kind of uh, aircraft is it? You know, a space has it been tested on the on this? I, I think they did. I think they've they've sent unmanned. They've sent it up several times without people in it. And now they're going to, they're, they're putting people. It's just, it's the beginning. And, you know, we know Elon Musk wants to, wants to bring people into, he wants to bring them to Mars actually, but he's going to start bringing people into space too for millions of dollars. Oh, well, I, I mean, I assume the cost is pretty high to do this flight, like fuel prep, et cetera. But I, I mean, 45 million. Is that what you said? I believe so. I could be wrong. Rob, have you heard that number? I have not heard the exact number, but I know it's a pretty, it's up there. It's something like that. It's cool. Yeah. This is a couple of days ago when I heard that too. I could have, I could have misheard it, but, but man, if it was 45 million, a couple of days ago, I can't imagine what's going to be now. Well, there's not that many people who can afford to pay that. Yeah. Here's a story. I I don't know if you know, Greg Olson. Uh, I know who he is. Great, great tight end. Uh, I was a Panthers tight end and others. He, he's his son, TJ. He, uh, he's been, he's been living on a modified heart for eight years. Uh, and he just received a successful heart transplant oh, right. on the road to recovery. And that's, that's just something that's awesome. Yeah. Young man. Yeah. Good. Good yeah. Really good guy. We were in Vegas last weekend. Um, you told me the streets were terrible. Unbelievable. It was, it was, it, it was just like, no one had had swept the street. People were sleeping on the streets. People were, I mean, there was just, I don't smoke marijuana. I 
did in college, tried it in college, hated it. It was the smell of weed up and down the strip. And again, I walked a lot. I walked 10 miles, 11 miles one day, 10 to two other days I was there and all up and down the strip. And it was like just nonstop marijuana. It's, I don't know what's going on in that city. I, I think a lot of our cities are, are, are feeling that too, the same way right, right around now. I was in Vegas a couple of years ago and you're absolutely right. It is just the pungent smell of marijuana everywhere you go. You can't avoid it. Yeah. I'm assuming it's legal there. Yeah, it's it legal. is, yeah. it, but not not to smoke out. It's legal, like everywhere else where it's legal. I think you have to be in your own private home. You know, you're not allowed to be in a bar or restaurant doing it in public. And but I, I guess cops have so much on their plate that the last thing they want to do is start busting people for weed. Now, too much going on. But you know, I, we've been to Vegas a few times, and and it, it, you know, when I went, it was. Kid friendly. I mean, you don't take kids in to gamble, but you can go to shows. You can walk mm-hmm. the streets, mm-hmm. and it was really nice. I mean, yeah, uh, you don't want to bring you don't want to bring a young kid to the streets of Vegas to the strip right now just because of what's going on in the strip. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's it's and 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 all, there was a well, I don't we won't get into that. Hey, Brett, you uh, you're a big movie fan. You can go back to the movie theaters now. The COVID is is lifting. Yeah, we've gone a couple of times. I'll You've been you. already? Yes, we've been. Well, what are you seeing? The, the most recent one we saw in the theater was uh, Spiral with Chris Rock and uh, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, you know, you think of Chris Rock, you think it's funny. It was far from funny. Really? I like Chris it. Rock playing, playing a serious role? Yeah, it plays a serious role. And it's kind of a, it's a thriller. It's got a little, uh, you know, a, a nice little twist to it at the end. I, I liked it. Deanna, she was not real sure if she liked it. She didn't think she'd see it again because it's a little gory. But I'm going to tell you a movie we saw, we rented a, on Amazon Prime here at home. Born a Champion. If you haven't seen it, you have got to see it. I haven't seen it. What, what's, oh, what's the incredible. premise? It's based off of around MMA, but uh, mm-hmm. there's more to it than that. I don't want to give too much away. Uh, follows this guy who, uh, uh, Sean Patrick Flannery, who's the actor, and he was tremendous. It was so believable. He was a. This was back when it, it was based before MMA was UFC as we know it today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, you know, it was still in its infant stages in popularity. The good old days. Those were badass yeah. days, Brett. Those were, those were no, no gloves. Those were yeah. anything goes back in those days. I remember yeah. Butterbean, your friend, you met Butterbean, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you remember when, when, when he was just winning everything and someone headbutted him? And and it, that that was I may have been his last fight. He, he they split his forehead open. It was on, on pay per view. It was just like the pulse of the body. It was insane. Uh, those those are badass days of. Uh, so remember that. Born a champion. Rent it. Watch it. You'll love it. All right. Before we go, you know, we started the show and 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 Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies were were just about to make that big move up. And I just have to point out because truth and transparency, I haven't sold any of my Bitcoin and it's just getting 
clobbered over the last couple, about a week or so, but but in, including on today, again, this is Tuesday, just took a beating. Bitcoin got down to like 30,000 again. So we started when we were trading around 34, went all the way up to 64,000, and it <laughs> it kept, got back to where we came from, Brett. And then Poncho is breathing a sigh of relief, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know much about Bitcoin other than what you you have told me, but it'll go back up. I'm know? not selling. I'm not selling. I'm not selling my Bitcoin and my Apple stock. Those things and my gold. Those are the things I'm going to own for for eternity. Well, when we have our buddies from Cameo uh, on, I, they they had to postpone. It was the last week? I think we had Martin and Stephen, the co-founders of Cameo. That's going to be a hot stock. You know, they were valued at a billion dollars uh, maybe six months ago. I can't wait to, you know, I bring them up because you're talking about stock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, why didn't we think of that? You know, how many times can our listeners say, why didn't I think of Uber? Why didn't I think of Cameo? Something so simple, but just is an enormous success. Um you know, yeah. their stock can be off the, off the charts. Well, I love talking to them. I love talking to Gary Vaynerchuk last week was great. Um, entrepreneurs and, and, and people who not only think of it, then they have the, you know, the guts and the, and the fortitude to go out and do it and try it, you know, yeah. put your own money up and you, you, you try stuff. And those success stories are awesome to talk about, but Absolutely. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get them on their friends of yours and, um, We'll do that. We'll do that. We'll do that soon. All right, my man. We good for the good for the week. Yeah, we're good. All right, brother. Yes. Yeah. We'll see everyone again or hear everyone again next week. Thanks, everyone. Coming real. It's the next episode. What about Brett Favre? Follow the show on Twitter for the latest news and links to all our social media channels. Bowling with Favre is executive produced by Ali Brito and Rob Jenners. This has been a presentation of Live by Live's Podcast One.